0: Well, hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Sage Studio. I am so glad you're here. I'm Tiffany Webster, and today I have an incredible guest with me. I am so grateful that he was willing to come on and share his story with us. This is the amazingly talented Shamil Gary. Shamil is a former NFL athlete turned excellence speaker, and he works with organizations and individuals to help them achieve their inner excellence, and he's going to share his story with us, how he went from being a, a high school student to a college football player to an NFL athlete to now um, being a motivational speaker and author, so I'm super happy to welcome you. Hey, Shamil, how's it going?
1: Oh, i was going? Well, thank you for having me, and thank you for the wonderful uh, introduction.
0: <laughs> well, it comes pretty easy. You are a pretty cool guy. And I have to say, like, we kind of have this fun story as far as I don't even know if you realize that we met through an email I received an email Mm -hmm. when I was looking to book some talent for our Sage Stage, one of the other projects that we do here at Sage Oak. And somehow I received an email that was like, hey, Shamil would be a great speaker. And it was just like some little promo things. And I would, you know, they're Mm -hmm. like, check him out. You know, like, yeah, you know what? He would be awesome. And you were. So we did a Sage Stage, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we (laughs) ended up doing it two times. So that was that was awesome.
0: Yes, because like our kids loved it. Like they loved the fact that we were able to get a real NFL football player to come (laughs) on and chat with them. That was a huge get. They loved it. And then not only were you like this cool football player, but you were this really cool guy. And you chatted with them and Mm -hmm. you answered their questions and they loved just talking to you. And then you had a chance to share your LeRae books, which are so awesome. Your children's book series that you wrote. Um, Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. So that was that was really, really fun. I I loved that. And thanks for for coming back. What did you think about Sage Stage? Did you have fun with that?
1: Yeah, no, I thought it was an awesome experience. Um, And and I love what you're doing, you know, being able to expose, you know, the students to different voices, Um, you know, whether it's me or. Um, I think you said you had a a magician or, uh, uh, people who deal with animals, you know, it's it's, it's (laughs) such a cool opportunity for your students. So I really appreciate it. And the the students were engaged. So that's like the the coolest part of it as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. They really do enjoy it. And they love to engage. I mean, they love to get busy in the chat box or, you know, raise Mm -hmm. their hand and answer questions. So, so cool that you could be part of that. And, um, you know, again, like when we were looking at, okay, now we get to kind of expand on stage stage. I thought this is a really great opportunity because we had a chance to see you in the light of that presentation, but now like Mm -hmm. this episode will allow us to really like get a little bit more into your backstory, right. And how everything Mm -hmm. started for you. So take us back a little bit to being in high school being a football player, did you have ambitions in high school to be in the n f l was that your dream in high school?
1: yeah, that was always the the goal that was the that was the mission that was the destination that was you know everything that I was aiming for you know it it was um so much the mission that um actually, let me back it up a little bit yeah, that was the goal, but the you know the the first step within the the journey was getting a d one scholarship and so you know, I, I dedicated um, every my my entire being to getting that particular scholarship. You know, it, it was even to the point where I, I told my dad, I said, Dad, if I don't get a D1 scholarship, I'm going to go to the military. And really? I went to go. Yeah, I went to go take the ASVAP test. And halfway through the ASVAP test, I was, I was like, no, I'm not going to the military. I'm going to get, get a D1 scholarship. So uh, probably... You know, midway through my senior season, um, I was able to get my first scholarship to Air Force um, and then had some uh, potential offers from Kansas State. And then I ended the year with the offer from the University of Wyoming. And I ended up committing to the University of Wyoming after taking a visit there. And uh, the rest was history. But my journey in high school wasn't like a, you know, I wasn't all world. I wasn't. Uh, first team uh, I was an all district uh, everything wasn't handed to me you know it was a kind of a uh, a journey it was an uphill climb that um, I appreciate now um, mm-hmm. but I probably during that period of time I probably came home you know complaining to my dad why <laughs> you know this wasn't happening for me and um, you know I, I I was this I was as good as this this my same teammate and this and that and you know, it it all worked out. Though I'm I'm glad it didn't. Uh, it wasn't easy for me because that same work ethic that allowed me to get the scholarship at, in high school uh, transferred over to college, and then transferred over to the NFL, and then transferred over to life. You learned hunger.
0: Uh, you learned yeah. like to be hungry for something and to really want to go after it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, cool. So then you move. So you were able to. I mean, you were able to get that scholarship. And mm-hmm. I mean, why was it so important to you? Like, why why was that D one scholarship so important to you? What did what did it mean?
1: Um, you know, the Division the One is the, the the top of the top, and so mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, as a as a naive kid, um, you want to uh, go somewhere, and I think it was it was a combination of uh, different things because you know I wanted to be recognized, and I think a part of every Young person and adults, you know, person identity. They do. They want validation, and I mm-hmm. think that Division One scholarship, you know, gave me validation that I was good enough. Yeah. That, um. That was worthy to uh play at the next level. Mm, that's right? so
0: powerful, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Had so I needed that validation. Of,
0: had you had a lot of experiences leading up to that point in your life where you felt validated, or you felt, you know, like capable of doing something or was this kind of like a very major milestone for you um
1: you know i i feel like you know i was validated at home with my dad with my mom and things like that but mm-hmm. it, when it comes to the the football sense um you know it, probably not since uh elementary
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and then
1: after that i was like the underdog trying yeah. to fight my way to the top um and and, and partly you know that was you know, how I, I, that was my own self-image though. That was how I looked at myself in the mirror. That was um, the the demons that I was battling within. Cause a lot of times, you know, you can have a a lot of kids, you know, you can have like a pimple on your nose and it's not that big, but to you, it's the biggest thing in the world. Like, yeah, Oh my sure. gosh, I gotta put, I gotta put toothpaste on it. I gotta scrub <laughs> it. I gotta do everything, but like no one else notices it. And so and that's what I was dealing with in, in, in high school. It was a lot of comparison it was a lot of uh, lack of confidence it was a lot of you know things that I was dealing with where um, I didn't think I was good enough so mm-hmm. um, instead of having that internal belief um, you know I needed validation from coaches friends that scholarship and so that's yeah for was,
0: sure you know you talk a lot about like right voices right choices Right. Mm-hmm. And I bet that's mm-hmm. hard when you're in high school and you've got all these distractions of friends and life around you. But you have in a way this intention or desire to get that D1 scholarship. Like, how did you tune in to the right voices and make the right choices in high school?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I talk to, you know, student high school students a lot about, you know, you got to make a goal because once you make a goal for yourself, I don't care whether it's it doesn't have to be the goal like my goal for myself was the NFL. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was like a long-term goal, but I mean, it doesn't even have to be a long-term goal, it could just be a goal for the next three months, the next two months, the next, you know, one month or whatever. And then once you make that goal, then you can filter everything through that goal, whether is this going to be beneficial or is this going to harm um, me from, you know, succeeding and in, in getting that goal. And so that's how I was able to make the the choices. I made a lot of, uh, negative choices. Um, but I've also, you know, made a lot of positive choices that helped me get to where I needed to be. And so, um, you know, I, I ran stadiums after every, single pra- after every single practice. And so I would ask myself, okay, my goal is to get a division one scholarship. Is this is running stadiums going to help me get there? Yes. Well, yeah. uh, going to this party, is this going to mm-hmm. help me uh, um, get my division one scholarship? probably not and so you know <laughs> right. um I will constantly like filter decisions through that lens right there like okay if I didn't turn this homework in on time well I probably won't be able to play so that's not going to help me get mm-hmm. a division one scholarship so I mm-hmm. always like filtered um during high school you know my decisions from that goal you know whether it was family um vacations you know I did really I didn't I didn't go on spring break you know I didn't do anything on spring break i I dedicated my time to, you know, going to trainers and and things wow. like that even in college, you know, um mm-hmm. I never on spring break all my teammates would go to, you know, Mexico or mm-hmm. Florida. I never went to one spring break, you know, and wow. so cuz it the goal was always um bigger than any party, bigger than any uh uh feeling that I had during that period of time. And So I love I would that you said that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just just create one small goal, whether it's, you know, um, a health goal or a academic goal or just just a goal in general. It will help you, you know, filter your decisions. And then as you take those steps, then you start to realize, OK, I want to do this now. I want to do mm-hmm. this. But you won't ever realize it until you like start taking steps in a direction. So.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think filter, that's such a great word and something that I think is very relevant. And it's a term that we use constantly. And just being able mm-hmm. to just have that simple filter is such a great action step. I mean, that's something that right now, high school students can do that. They can use that filter as that um, barometer for, for how they're making decisions. Like, is this going to move me towards my goal mm-hmm. or move me away towards my goal, right? And and right, using that to right. just make decisions, I think is super critical and I think that's a great piece of advice, along with the fact that the reality is you may have to make some sacrifices. And, um, you know, those sacrifices right. are the little extra that gets you to where you want to be. Right.
1: Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, if you look at anyone's story, though, anyone who did anything, you know, decently good. I mean, I'm not even going to say I'm not going to go all the way to the, to the top <laughs> and say, like, amazing, just decently good there has to be some, some level of sacrifice. There has Mm -hmm. to be some willingness to say no to things that you really want to do. And when you're able to say no, you know, and and able to put up boundaries between um, social media or friends or family or events, Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll realize it actually like frees your mind up a little bit more and gives you more peace um, rather than thinking, I can do anything and everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. At, at some point in time you will, but those boundaries and those, the the willingness to the ability to, to say no will allow you to have that freedom later on in life, um, rather than, um, being, uh, uh having to work hard later on in life because you didn't discipline yourself in the beginning.
0: I love the way you said that because it's actually like, it can feel restrictive in the moment when you really want the instant gratification of something like, it's hard to say, no, you want to go to that party. Mm -hmm. You want to go out with those friends. You want to go do that thing. But what you're actually saying is saying no gives you more freedom. I love that because Mm -hmm. it gives you the freedom to really focus in on what it is that you want to do. And ultimately that's going Mm -hmm. to get you to a place where you really are living the life that you want to live where, you know, that's like the Mm -hmm. ultimate freedom. Right. So, oh, that was such a good point. Right. Right. Thank you for saying that. Okay. So let's fast forward to, you got the D1 scholarship, you're in college, you're working mm-hmm. away, trying to be a student, trying to play football. Like, how's mm-hmm. that working?
1: Um, I mean, my first year is, is working, it's working, you know, fantastic. Uh, um, I'm enjoying the whole process. I, I get to university of Wyoming and go through training camp and everything is, is, is new. I'm in a new environment. I, I go all the way from Oklahoma to Wyoming where you know I'm in a bigger city uh growing up where we have malls and movie theaters and other things and you go to Wyoming is a Walmart and a Chili's Um, (laughs) a little
0: bit of a shock there right
1: yeah right and um and so uh like I said the, the main goal was the main goal like I had a coach in high school tell me I wasn't good enough to play um in college and my whole I used uh even now you know, with mm-hmm. what I do for a living, but I use everything as like motivation.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so since he told me I wasn't good enough, I was like, okay, I'm gonna prove you wrong. <laughs> and, um, so, I, and, you know, I did more things to, uh, make sure, um, he didn't get the last laugh. And so mm-hmm. when I went to Wyoming, you know, I was, I was prepared. Uh, I was equipped with the right skills and I was able to start as a freshman. And so my first year I was a freshman all American. Um, I struggled in biology, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I struggled with uh, time management. And then uh, just from the standpoint of uh, it was a learning curve because in high school, you, the, the um, football became more of a business. Um, mm. Once you get to college mm-hmm. um, because coaches have to take care of the family. And if they're not winning, guess what's going to happen? they're going to get fired. So right. um, more pressure. And so learning how to deal with the pressure of school, the pressure of uh, having a girlfriend during that period of time, the pressure of time management, and then the pressure of like performing.
0: Because yeah. if I
1: didn't perform, you know, I would lose my position. So, so how did
0: you do that? Did you have someone that kind of showed you the ropes? Did you watch other people that were doing it well? How did you learn those lessons?
1: Um, I, I wouldn't say I learned a lot. Of, I mean, I wouldn't say I learned the lessons, but I did um, one thing. I would say I'm, I'm very skilled at, and I've always been, um, skilled at disability. I've been in two things. One, I've been very self-aware, um, in my entire life. Like uh, I've been aware of like, okay, Shamil, you're struggling in this area. So you probably need to find this person to talk to, or, um, I, I've always asked myself questions. That's you know, right. I, I think students need to learn how to sit back and like, ask like process your feelings process you know w- why you feel a certain way and so I would just sit back and be like man what am I struggling with right now and so I had an academic uh or a tutor mm-hmm. um, I can't yep. remember her name but she was uh I can't remember her name but I would express how I, I how I felt to her and looking back at it you know I talk about right voices right choices she was one of those right voices for me where the times where I I would I had poor time management, I had to study for a test the, the day before. And she would just say, "Shameel, you got this. Like, don't don't worry. We'll we'll get this." And she would calm me down um, as mm-hmm. I'm stressing out about the psychology test or whatever sure. I had. Um, but then also I had a teammate by the name of Sean Gibson, and he was, uh, I think he was a sophomore or junior. But I would like sit back and I would observe how he would conduct himself, how he put in extra work. And I would, um, almost like attach myself to him, Yeah. To learn. Right. And so one, I would ask myself questions. I, I wouldn't be afraid to express myself to the advisor. And then I would find someone who's already doing something I want to do and yeah. then attach myself to him, be like, okay, let me just be a sponge and learn.
0: Such great advice. Yeah. And, um, you know, take some guts to do that, you know, take some guts to like ask yourself those questions and, you know, even admit like, okay, I I need help in this area or I Mm -hmm. I need a little extra support. Like that takes some guts for sure. So good for you for for doing that. And I think that's great advice to students. And then also too, like attaching yourself, like you have to put yourself out there, right? Like get on the field in a way. And literally, I guess Mm -hmm. in in your, in your world, right. You have to like take those action steps and, and put yourself um, in the position to be surrounded by the right influences, the right people, right, the right, right voices, all of those things. So right. that's so great. Great advice. Thank you for that. OK, yeah. so now you're in college. You're starting to like get things going. You're starting to get some, you know, management mm-hmm. of all the things. You're starting to learn um, how to kind of continue to progress towards now making this a career move, moving into the NFL. So what does that mm-hmm. look like? How does that happen?
1: Okay, let me be honest. I I didn't get time management down until I I got <laughs> okay, down playing football. Okay, so time enough. management was never because uh um to all my athletes out there, you you I think, you know, they would everything was always uh being done for me from the time management standpoint. My classes, mm-hmm. my um practice, uh reminders, like all those different things right there and and now I if I was to, you know, take a step back, Um, When I was playing, I would have realized like they were they were already putting systems in place. So as you um, are going through high school, as you're going through college, you need to learn how to put systems in place so that you can operate at a high level. And so um, I truly believe like success leaves clues. And so Mm. you have to take a step back and look at like what are other people doing or what are organizations doing um to run at a high level and so if you look at a any college uh, sports program they run at a high level so i realize now um they had reminders um they had people who held you accountable um there was consequences there's like all these different things that now i implement in my own life
0: mm-hmm. to
1: have good time management you know i tell people my goals for the week and on sunday we meet and they're, they're like hey did you get them done and some, some. I mean, most weeks I'm like, yeah. Some weeks I'm like, ah. I yeah, get but it that down.
0: accountability is critical, right? right? Well, that's exactly. so awesome. I'm so glad you um, mentioned those things. I mean, that stuff is so good. I love what you said about success leaves clues. Um, what a great concept to to think of. And I love too that you are like, hey, now I can appreciate like all that went into keeping you on track, like back in the day when right. when you weren't in control, so that you can do that now when you are. So. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, awesome. yeah. And so, so on my journey after that, um, you know, I was a freshman All-American at Wyoming. Uh started two years. Um, I had some situations where uh, uh my girlfriend and I broke up and uh she ended up dating someone else on the football team. Oh, and, no. and that's, <laughs> yeah, it was a, that's a, was a tough, tough time. To that is
0: a legit tough time right there.
1: Yeah, that was a, that was a tough time right there. And um, my grandma had Alzheimer's and dementia at home, so my my parents only got to see me play, uh, probably like two three times because oh wow, it
0: was
1: like a twelve hour drive, and so I decided to transfer from the University of Wyoming back to Oklahoma State, uh, or to Oklahoma State, and I went from being. Uh, an impact player, you know, back in the day they had a NCAA video game, and I was an impact player on the video game. My school was paid for; everything was going well. Had agents calling me, um and then I transferred to Oklahoma State, and I had to walk on. And I went from school being paid for to uh school not being paid for. Oh, I went from wow. everyone knowing my name to no one knowing who Shamil Gary was. And, and
0: what and, was that like? I mean, that's a total shock.
1: Yeah, it was a. Uh, um, you know, you, you have your moments, um, where you, where you're thinking like, dang, did I make the right decision? Mm -hmm. And then you have other moments where, you know, you're, you're on top of the world where you're like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make it happen. And it's just, it's just this wave of up and down, up and down. It's a a roller coaster almost. And, um, but I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm big on faith. Uh, Mm -hmm. and so, um, I just knew everything was going to work out. didn't know exactly how it was going to work out. yeah sure I knew it was going to work out some way somehow And, and so I walked on that first year I couldn't play um and it was tough and so one thing I talk about when I talk to older students is you know you have to show up every day and be intentional about being the best version of yourself and work on yourself like in order to become the best version of yourself you have to work on yourself and when you're in the the middle of like that process right there Mm -hmm. there's going to be a ton of distractions that are trying to take you off that path Mm -hmm. and so as I look at as I look back on my journey you know I had distractions between my girlfriend I had distractions between not playing football and my identity issues I had uh, distractions between where I couldn't play football. So I started to 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 get into drinking and, and doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. And finally, uh, you get into a point where things hit the fan and you have to make a decision. And so uh, we went to the Fiesta Bowl my senior year and uh, I never got tested for anything. And then um, they said, Shamil Gary, you know, we're going to test you. I was like, oh my goodness. And so finally I was like,
0: it's happening
1: like uh like uh, if you get me out of this you know I'm, I'm you know I'm a uh, change of everything and so and from that point forward I switched up like how I conducted myself the people I mm-hmm. surrounded myself with um what I was spending my time on and so from that point forward I started to make better decisions mm-hmm. because you know you can work so hard for for your for 10 years and all it takes is one decision to take everything away
0: oh, that so, is so true yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, you know, a high school student can 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 recognize that in their own life. You know, Like you can build up, you can make deposits every single day, building up trust with your parents. And then that, that one time you mess up, it takes all the, those deposits away. And now your parents don't trust you at all anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And yeah. so such and a so good
0: point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, so there
0: you are. You're like, OK, now I've been given kind of like this little lucky bit of grace here. I've kind of, you know, mm-hmm. been able to like take this opportunity. And you're saying to yourself, Shamil, it's time to like get it together, get on the straight and narrow, get serious if this is what you want to do. Right.
1: So yep, what happened yep, from
0: there? How did yep. you go then from college to NFL? Because now you're talking you're talking senior year right now, right?
1: I'm um, a redshirt junior year, because okay, okay. I started as a freshman, so I didn't lose a year. Okay. Um, luckily from that right there. But uh, so from that point forward, uh, I, you know, once again, self-aware, I started to like sit back and be like, okay, what do I need to do to get better? So from that point forward, I, I uh, started surrounding myself with the right people. Um, I cut off friends that that I had since the third grade who weren't, you know, doing the right things. Um, I went back to what got me the success in the beginning. Mm-hmm which was, I didn't, I didn't go to parties anymore. Um, right after practice, I would go watch the film right after games. I would go watch the film. I just like locked in. And I tell, um, I was, the funny thing is I was at the gym the other day and I was playing basketball with this, uh, ninth grader. Uh And, and one thing I told him, I said, I said, uh, Ty, man, you got to stay focused, man. If you ever seen a horse race, they got blinders on, and mm. you have to go through your life with blinders on and and stay focused on the right things because it's easy because life has a natural thing you know. If me and you were to go hiking, um, one of us is gonna adjust to the other person's pace. Mm. And so that's interesting. And that's yeah, and that's what happens in life though. Life will either um make you adjust to its pace and you you'll be off the path, or you can stay locked in and stay on the path and uh, and make your friends, your family. Um, your environment and the other things around you adjust to your pace because you know where you're trying to go. Oh, so, that
0: is so good. I love that like adjusting yeah. to life's pace like are you gonna adjust to the one that you know is just there then you're gonna fall in line mm-hmm. with that, or are you gonna be in charge of setting the pace, right. setting the tone, setting the goals. Oh, so mm-hmm. good, I love that so, yeah.
1: so good and so my junior year was terrible. I'm not gonna lie <laughs> uh um don't focus on the the negative things and and uh. And, and just to go back to like how much I want it to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, I seen so many people quit. I seen so many people give up. Um, I, I did all that and my senior year, you know, went well. And I, I pulled my quad, my halfway through my senior year, senior season. And, you know, I've had these ups and downs, ups and downs. And all you can do is to, all you can do is respond, um, in a positive way and in the right way, um, instead of, uh, you know, getting bitter or, yeah. or um, Getting upset, you know. One thing I always tell people is just put put the bitterness and the anger in your pocket and figure out the best solution to the problem. Yeah, you know, um, I, I
0: definitely think that's great advice too, because it can get in the way, right? I mean, when we're talking about filters, yeah. like, oh, that negative filter can really change the way that you see the world, and also to the way that that people see you. I'm sure that your coaches also noticed the difference that you were making in the effort you were putting in.
1: Right, right, yeah. I mean, I even had one. Uh, um, what was it? I, when I was at Wyoming, uh-huh. uh, I got I got benched one game because uh I got benched for a quarter because I fell asleep in meetings. uh One don't <laughs> it, I think it's I, I'm gonna blame them because you can't turn off all the lights in the right. meeting and expect someone to stay up. Yeah, I'm tired. Yes. You know? <laughs> partly, partly, I'm staying up till two o'clock in the morning. That's that's probably my fault too, right there. Right, probably. But, um. Um, but he benched me for the first quarter and my, my, my backup went in and I'm cheering the backup on. And and when he came off, I'm jumping up, chest bumping him, and, and all that, because I could have been mad at the coach. I could have been mad at at, at the backup. I could have been mad at the situation, but you know, uh, what is that going to help me? And so I decided to be a good teammate and, and put my, my bitterness and my, my anger, uh, aside and support him. And that goes a long way, you know, mm-hmm. because people are, uh, um, without you realizing that people are watching, you know, what you're doing, even if you don't recognize that they're looking at you from afar. And so um, I've always prided myself in, in having good character, um, mm-hmm. um, being a loving person, being supportive. And so throughout my every situation, because anyone can do anything when everything's going their way, but can you still be that same person when? You pull your quad when yeah. you, your grandma has Alzheimer's and dementia. When you your girlfriend, you know, dates someone on the on the same team as you. When you, um, are yeah, struggling. you can, you have
0: a lot of excuses to pull from, right? Like you could pull those out as, it, yeah. as your excuses, like, oh no, you know, uh, X, Y, and Z is happening to me. But you can mm-hmm. also choose to rise above that, and and that's what you're saying right, is like, right. yes, you might have something that you can use against you, but, um, you can also choose to not let that impact your ability to be your best and and make those better decisions. So such good advice for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of recap, man, just, I would advise any student make a goal. Um, you know, just, just put something down on paper, you know, uh, you don't got to get all into the, you don't got to, it doesn't have to be a smart goal. It doesn't have to be this goal with all these processes just just write it down because mm-hmm. if you can eliminate the the barriers because a lot of people don't start because things are are too confusing or uh it seems too difficult okay just eliminate all that just write something down hey i want to want to wake up at six o'clock that's a goal right there Let, yeah. let's make it happen um and then after that surround yourself with the right voices and and, and the and I, I promise you when you do get into tough times uh, they will pull you out of those those uh dark times that that you may be going through, and then uh don't ever give up on yourself like there's gonna be times where you go or you're gonna fail or there's gonna be times where you're you're winning, but don't give up on yourself and then as you go through that process right there of climbing the mountain um, of learning from your mistakes, you know you'll get to that that pinnacle, which is for me at that point in time in my life was the NFL. And so I went undrafted to the um, Patriots. And so um, I did the same process, though. as I, I had the same process throughout my entire life. Uh, is one, work extremely hard, uh, uh, look at your your weaknesses and figure out how can you get better at them and then find someone on any given organization, whether mm-hmm. it's the Patriots, the Oklahoma State, University of Wyoming, find someone who's already doing what you want to do and take notes and then mm-hmm. ask them, ask a ton of questions. Like uh, I talk to students all the time and they're like, I try to tell them certain things you can just see on their eyes. They don't really want to listen because they think they already have all the answers. Listen, I, I, I learn from my daughter every day. <laughs> I learn from, I sit down and you know, I, I, I ask Tom Brady questions and, and he was like, man, uh, I wish more rookies would come by and sit by and, and ask me questions. I just want to learn. And yeah. so um, that's, that was my process throughout my entire life is to ask Well, that's questions. such an
0: interesting point because I think you can be a little intimidating. I mean, my goodness, especially in your case, you're talking about Tom Brady, right? Like, like, mm-hmm. you know, that could be super intimidating, but it can be mm-hmm. just as intimidating if you're working in a restaurant and you have to go talk to your manager about a shift change right. or something, or you want to know about how to get a promotion to a certain level. And what you're saying I think is really important is that, it might be really scary to like ask for help, ask for directions, ask how you get better. But mm-hmm. people that are there above you, beyond you in your journey, they're happy to share information. They want yeah. you to ask questions. Yeah. They want to mentor somebody, right? That's mm-hmm. um, that's a really great uh, point that you just made by saying that is that, you know, you might be feeling like, oh, I don't want to inconvenience them or put them out. But if you're willing to ask the questions, people are there. They, mm-hmm. want, they want to help you out
1: yeah you gotta ask you gotta ask the questions like um i would like i i don't know how many students reach out to you but i would i would i would students i would reach out to Tiffany <laughs> and, and and ask questions like how'd you get to where you got and you know some things you 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 throw away some things you keep but yeah. like you won't ever know unless you unless you ask and so i've always been able to put myself out there to ask those questions that That will get me to that next step because what I want most is is way bigger than what how I feel in that moment and how I feel in that moment. Like you said, hey, I may be nervous to ask that question. I may be uncomfortable, but I will never allow my feelings and my excuses and my my feeling of like being uncomfortable to get in the way of what I want most and my goal and and my destination. Yeah. So, uh, that's kind of so I went to the Patriots, uh, um got released and then I went to the bears. Um, and then what, I would love to share one thing that, that uh, my, my coach told me at the, the Patriots, which is kind of, I guess, he was honest though. So I guess I, <laughs> I appreciate it. But he's just, he basically pulled me in the other safety side and said, Hey, there has to be something crazy uh, happening for you guys to make this team. And
0: well, that's not exactly and- encouraging.
1: Yeah, I was like, "Oh <laughs> my goodness, why, what, why'd you say that to
0: me?" Well, like, that's okay, a little too is, yeah. honest. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I appreciated it. Um, you know, years later, because Bill actually says something. Bill Belichick actually says something. You know, in the meeting, he was like, "Guys, sometimes, sometimes in this league, you can do everything the right way. Um, you can watch the film, you can perform on on the football field, but sometimes things just don't work out." in your way because of things that are outside of your control. Mm. And I think that is um, a key point in every last one of our lives is because we get caught up in like, man, why did, why did this person not like me? Or why didn't I get this opportunity? Or or, um, why aren't things happening for me? But sometimes it's just not your time Mm -hmm. and you just have to, to, I think that life sometimes tests us. How bad do we really want something? Oh Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, are you able to commit to it and stay consistent enough where maybe you got passed over one year, two years, three years, but you stuck with it so long that fourth year, fifth year, you built such a strong foundation that you blew up um, Mm -hmm. that fifth year, sixth year, seventh year, whenever it was. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And So, like, just stay consistent and stay committed to to what you're doing. Um, because sometimes this year just isn't your year. And this year is a year for you to build a foundation um, for you to learn for yeah. you to be under someone. It's not your year to shine.
0: Oh, Maybe two that's years so from now is
1: your year to shine.
0: So, yeah. And Oh, that's so great. And I think you're right. It's like, we can take things really personally. Sometimes like I did everything right. I put myself in the right place. Yeah. I did this, but there are those external factors that you're just not privy to that, that do play a role into things. And so kind of planning for that in the back of your mind of how you mm-hmm. can rebound. I know you like to talk about bouncing back or, mm-hmm. you know, just like continuing to like stay committed to your goal. I think that's really important because a no can sometimes just mean a not yet. It's not your year right. yet. It's not your time exactly. yet. So that's, that's cool. That's a, that's an important message. Yeah. Um, so I know that you felt that from, the, so like, here you go, you, you're on your first team, you get let go, mm-hmm. then you're over at the Patriots and you encounter that bit of honesty from Belichick yeah. now. And now how do you end up on the Dolphins? Right. That's the next, that's the next place you go.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I, um, I go from the Patriots to the bears finished out that year. And then, um, I go to the Dolphins and, um, I'm with them, uh, for basically like a year and a half, um. Uh, during that year, my mom's cancer comes back, uh, mm. and then that that following year, I lose my mom uh, uh. to to cancer. Yeah, and so, um, you know, I learned, you know, a good bit of lessons from from that experience, just from being with the Dolphins to uh, seeing my mom go through her experience with uh, dealing with chemo and. and uh, uh, negative news from doctors and oh my family members saying silly things. You know, one thing I learned from my mom is just the power of hope.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and, and I didn't realize my mom was teaching me that during mm-hmm. that experience. But every time I was around her, every time I talked to her on the phone, it was never why me? Mm-hmm. It was always like, um, we're gonna get out of this situation. Like I see myself in a different place and, mm-hmm. you know, even now, when I see when things are happening to me, I take some a lesson from my mom. My mom would always close her eyes and like put herself in a different place. and And now when I go through things, I just close my eyes and I just see something uh, better. Uh, I see myself having success. And so uh, sometimes your condition, your circumstance is telling you something that that is a a, a tragic story. Um, it's telling you that that you're a victim. But sometimes you need to close your eyes and 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 see yourself in a different place. Um, regardless of what your circumstance or your condition may say about you
0: oh Um, for sure yeah yeah. you can start to see like where you can go what it would look like if you weren't in this situation and then you can start making those those action steps like you mentioned before to like walking towards Mm -hmm. towards where you want to be um was your mom still alive when you were injured
1: um so uh i mean i've had a couple injuries but uh which injury my bad
0: well i kind of the, the one that you had on the dolphins was your in your concussion was your um the major injury right
1: so, so yeah so i had a concussion when i was with the bills my last year uh that was two years after the Dolphins. so um but i hurt, I did hurt my shoulder with my when i was playing with the dolphins okay um and uh my mom got to see me play on Monday night football, which was really cool. Experience. Oh,
0: that's so cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: So got a chance to um play against the Giants and and all that right there. But yeah, I got a I hurt my shoulder, um, which allowed me to spend a month with my mom while oh. she was in the hospital. Uh, and then went back to the Dolphins and finished out that year. And then that then she was in hospice
0: okay.
1: um that following year. And then I was with the Dolphins uh bills and then the bills and i got a concussion my last year with the bills that lasted uh six months wow so, yeah and so um you know one thing that i enjoy from my time playing in, in, in nfl is just um you know i en- i enjoyed the ups and the downs but i also just enjoyed uh the camaraderie i enjoyed uh uh the process of of things it wasn't so much like playing games and things like that but it was more so like being able to put the work in and and set my mind to something and attain it that was like mm-hmm. that was like a really cool cool thing for me and then uh, once I got done because I always knew that I wasn't a football player I was just someone who played football like football wasn't who I was it Was why do you say like that
0: yeah why do you why what's the distinction there
1: because, you know, a lot of times athletes get caught up in like football, that's their identity.
0: Uh-huh. Like
1: football is just what I did. Um, Shamil is a uh is a loving man. Um Shamil is uh, a father during that period of time. I'm still a father, but Shamil's a father. <laughs> uh yeah. um Shamil is a person who who loves people, who loves to check in, who who wants to serve. Um Shamil, uh, believes and knows he has a bigger purpose outside of the game. And so if I just thought I was a football player, um, once football was taken away from me, uh, I, my identity would be done. But what mm. if I, because I knew that I was more than that, um, I was able to pivot and transition to my next career. I didn't retire. I just pivoted into a, another career in my life.
0: That's such a great perspective. And, you know, I was so curious about that because I bet that that is not the case for all NFL players. And I love that you always say, what does NFL stand for? (laughs) The
1: uh, Not for long. (laughs)
0: Not for long league, right? And not for long. And I love that. And uh, I think that there's probably a lot of teammates that you saw that, like, football was their whole world. And they probably were in a tailspin when it it came to an end, right? Right. Yeah. mm -hmm. So did you always like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah I bet I mean did you know immediately what you would pivot into or did you did it take a minute to figure that out
1: um no I mean I figured it out after uh a year okay. um or yeah about six months a year um right after I retired I, I just our our career changed um I took a took about six months i traveled to to colorado i uh, went to um different parts of oklahoma went to seattle and i just took time for myself and mm. um you know I, I read this book called scary close and it just talked about how we're all like walking in this world with a mask on not truly living an authentic life and so um i was trying to figure out uh um, who Shamil was and what, mm-hmm. what did I like? What was the next step? What were my gifts? And, um, you know, I just took a deep dive into um, Shamil because I think all the answers we need is like right here. We just have to take the time to, to sit back and be quiet and ask ourselves the right questions. Um, I love the, um, Michael Jackson has a, has a song. I don't know the lyrics exactly, but he talks about how the man in the mirror needs to make a change. Uh-huh. And so um, I just took some time to look the person in the mirror because, you know, you can lie to a lot of people, but you can't lie to that to that person right there.
0: Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Just checking in and and just putting, again, some of your same action mm-hmm. steps into place again, At you know, looking at who do I want to be? What do I want to stand for? Am I living the life that's working towards that goal or am I making choices that are are working against that goal and, and kind of just mm-hmm. going back to your roots and using those same action steps that you, that you mentioned before. So, well, I think that is so right, incredible right. and it doesn't surprise me one bit that you were able to, you know, transition from being athlete into being a speaker that works with organizations and, and works with individuals, um, you being who you are to make Mm. that natural pivot into, um, speaking and into leading others. Did that always come naturally to you? Like, did you just go right from being comfortable on a football field to comfortable on a stage?
1: No, no, no. I I mean, I got an F in, uh, (laughs) I got a D actually passed. I got a D in public speaking in college.
0: No way. Are you serious?
1: I've yeah, got a D and I was the type of person who would, um, once I figured out I wanted to speak, you know, um, you know, I, I was did the same thing. I, I'm telling, I think this process works it has worked for me. You know, I've, um, every time I figured out I wanted to do something, I, I found someone who was already doing it, asked them a ton of questions. Um, I, I was always a student. Um, and then I worked at the end of the day, I put the, um, Put the plan to action. You gotta that's that's it at the end of the day. You gotta make a decision, you gotta commit to it and you gotta get better um every single day. And then, you know, don't rush it. Like five years from now or are, are uh me looking at my first speech four years ago, I'm like, Oh my goodness, I was terrible. Um <laughs> and, and my systems and my processes are, are a lot better. And so, um, but when I first got on the stage, I was absolutely awful. Um awful Parable. that's so and, funny
0: i i heard someone say recently and i love this like if you don't cringe at the first few times you did something you haven't started yet yes. <laughs> because right, you have nothing right. to cringe about right like if right. you at least yep. have something to cringe over like it means you've started and you're working towards you mm-hmm. know the next iterations right which are gonna hopefully be right, better. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the that's in the game. Well, Shamila, you've been so awesome to talk to. You always are. You, I think, because you have these core character traits, it's a reason why, as soon as we started talking um about Sage Stage, I just really admired the person that you were. You're just so easy to connect with, so genuine. I could see how our students connected with you. And it was like the ideas were already going in my mind. I'm like, oh, I got to I gotta have them back in another way so that you know more of our high school students can hear your story and hear your tenacity and hear the ways that you have dug deep in your life to get yourself to where you go. So thank you so much for sharing that with me. Um, I really, really appreciate that. Before I let you go though, I'm just gonna like ask you a few rapid fire questions just for fun. Are you ready for that? Okay. All right,
1: ready? Yeah. Favorite movie. Uh favorite movie uh I would either say uh, recently um I love scene 2 that's that's what we've been listening to um watching here lately or, or um remember the titans can't go wrong right there.
0: Okay, favorite food.
1: Uh, shrimp fried rice.
0: Oh, yum, yeah, that's a good one. Favorite uh sport.
1: Sport um favorite sport to play football favorite sport to watch tennis
0: oh nice that's very cool yeah. all right if you weren't mm-hmm. doing what you're doing now what would you do
1: uh if i wasn't speaking right now um and being an author uh which i'm I'm gonna do this later on in life uh i'll be a head coach of a high school football team
0: oh sweet good yeah. uh favorite place to travel
1: uh, I love Canada. I mean, I love Toronto, I love Montreal. Um I'm supposed to go to Vancouver, but they have some restrictions where I couldn't go. So uh, <laughs> that that will happen sometime in the future.
0: Favorite music?
1: Music. Uh right now I have been listening to a lot of uh lo-fi uh music, jazz. Um I've been very cognizant of the words that infiltrate my ears. Mm. So um, instead of just having like words, random, you know, lyrics coming to my mind, I just, I love instrumental music. And so um, I have my own soundtrack for myself that I repeat, you know, throughout the year because, or throughout the day, because I'm super intentional with my words. Uh, I think we all have the power of life and death within our mouths. And you have to um, be intentional with what you allow uh, to come in.
0: For sure. For sure. Well, I think that is a great way to leave it. Shamil, I cannot thank you enough. We did it. Episode one of Sage Studio. So pumped about that. Thank you for helping me make this podcast, this dream, a reality for Sage Oak and for our students. So I truly appreciate you. I can't wait to stay in touch and, and do the next project.